0: Hi, I'm Kevin Harrington, an original shark from the hit television show Shark Tank, and you're listening to the Underdog Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Underdog Podcast. Today, I have an awesome guest here with me. Samara, how are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Oh, my God. It's such an honor to have you. I met you and I was like reading your backstory. I was like, she is a
1: total badass.
0: I can't wait to hear her story in full detail. Like, oh, I just love it. I just, I adore your energy already and just can't wait to hear everything about your story. But the main question that I'll lead with, which is, What inspired you on your journey to where you are today? This one always throws everybody for a loop because it's like such a loaded question, but I feel like it's, it encompasses all the things. So tell me my friend.
1: (laughs) Yes, happily. So what started my journey to where I am today was really, I was sitting in my backyard and on the phone with a psychic actually. And one of my mentors from back in the day, super cool woman. And she, I was like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. (laughs) And she said, well, if you could do anything and get paid for it, and you could just do whatever you wanted, what would you do? Which is a really good question, by the way. And I said, I think I would help people work through problems, maybe be a mediator. I don't know, something like that. I have no idea, really. She's like, oh, like a life coach. And I thought, What's that? What's a life coach? And so I started looking it up and it totally resonated. And anyone here who's familiar with the coaching industry, it's like been booming for years now. So I joined the life coaching world. And as I started, then I spent about, I'm not kidding, three years not really going all in (laughs) and freaking out and having imposter syndrome and sitting on the fence and thinking, should I really do this? Well, I don't want to invest too much money and then fail. And my family will be in a bad space. We also were having like our first kid at that time. So lots of moving parts, still working my full-time, very full-time day job, lots of fears and lack and scarcity until I read like my little moment where I was like, okay, screw all of that. I'm done. was after reading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill I think it is right such a good one and I was like oh yeah of course I haven't done anything yet I don't believe in myself okay so that's all I need to do huge huge wake-up call for me there invested in my business in a really big way that I hadn't before and just went all in and was like I'm never quitting I'm all in and I'm doing this until it's happened and here I am
0: Amazing. Look at you go. Oh my goodness. So many things that resonated with me as well. A lot of people ask me like, Pam, how did you get super hyper successful? And I'm just like, well, there's been a lot of things in my spiritual journey. You know, a lot of mentors, psychics, mediums, a lot of people who've helped guide me throughout this path, because it's almost like you said, it feels like this imposter syndrome where like, like, you know, but you feel like the external validation to ask outwardly, to make something happen. And it's like, I know a lot of women can relate to this because we're just chronic overthinkers. Right. But like, it's just so funny that we had the same parallel too, because I was, I was in that same boat too. What do I want to do? What do I want to do? I had a major transition in from real estate development into getting into like the coaching and consulting space, which was super uncomfortable for me because I was like, I had an insanely successful career in the real estate development space. And I'm like, no building properties, like it's a huge moneymaker for me. I'm comfortable and all of that. And all of a sudden I get pulled into this different realm because I'm meant to elevate. And it's like, you sit there and you're just like, but am I supposed to do this? Right? Like, how?" (laughs) so you, you mentioned a couple things in there, which we'll dive into about like, how did you break that imposter syndrome for yourself and then kind of go all in from a full-time job into that. But before we get into that, I really want to know what did you want to be when you grew up as a kid? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> what, as a kid, oh my gosh, such a good question. I literally wanted to be a secretary. <laughs> when we played, me and my had three girlfriends. We were super tight when we were little. And when we played, like, grown-ups with our babies in the basket and whatever I was everyone's secretary like I was really like the operations manager of the lawyer and the doctor and the other people and what's funny is that was my first career that's what I first did was I begged and begged and pleaded for this operation like super high stress operations manager position anyone who's worked in operations knows it's like chaos every day and that's <laughs> like for a multi-million dollar a million dollar house cleaning company in the Seattle area and I was there for 14 years. So that's what I wanted to be when I grew up. I did that for 14 years. It was amazing. And in some ways that really inspired me to do what I do now, just working with people, managing
0: a staff, all of that.
1: Loved that piece of it.
0: That's so amazing. Well, listen, if you think about it, the school secretary was like everybody's lifesaver. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So getting into the coaching, it kind of all correlates. Look at that. You're still, you're still the superheroes secretary. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes. When I was seven, I didn't want to, I didn't know what life coaching was and I didn't have that ambition. So I think also what was part of my imposter syndrome was like so many people seem to just always have this dream and this vision and they knew exactly where they were going and what they wanted to do and who they wanted to be when they grew up. And I didn't, always have that I didn't I was like I don't know what I want to do I don't have any passions or hobbies going right now put a lot of my worth onto that right and really it's all good like what exactly what we need to be doing in our life is going to reveal itself in divine timing exactly what we need to know what we got to do
0: absolutely absolutely I just love how it correlates if you so if you think about it like I always try to find the parallels of like where somebody is now and what they wanted to be as a kid and it's like there's a correlation for you yeah. But the secretary was like the lifesaver that like helped everybody, you know, would greet everybody and like help, you know. I remember my school secretaries, like they were the bomb. I loved hanging out with them. Like they mm-hmm. took stuff <laughs> and they helped everyone, they made everyone smile, right? And like work through anytime anyone had a problem, they went to the secretary and they, they got it done, like you know, and after that it was like ready to go. So I just find it funny how like it it kind of links together, which is really super cool. Super, super cool. Oh my goodness. So I mean, you've had amazing parts in your journey and I just loved hearing about how you broke through that imposter syndrome because it's a very real thing, right? Especially when we're stepping into new territory and like, we know we're being called into this space. We hear it. People are telling us this and you feel it inside, but then like, how do you actually break past that? So I would love to hear your experience and how you actually went through that and like what your mantras were, anything that really helped you break through that. I know you mentioned Napoleon Hill, which is a super good one. I freaking love that book. So yes.
1: Yeah. So how I broke through imposter syndrome was honestly by just getting down and dirty and doing the work. I mean, right. So I spent three years trying to become confident enough to do my business. It did never happen. I just had to go for it. Right. So Action is going to lead us exactly where we need to go, right? We don't get comfortable speaking on a podcast or <laughs> hosting a podcast or going on live stream or speaking on a stage until we just do it. So I started off with relationship anxiety coaching, and I still do that at this time. In general, I'm an anxiety transcendence coach, so I help people heal anxiety and self doubt and create the life of their dreams in whatever area of life that is relationships, business, money, manifestation, and more through connection to soul and spirit. So there's definitely a spiritual and woo component to what I do. Um, and the types of clients I attract. And I remember when I first started with relationship anxiety, I compared myself to other people in that space. I worried about it a lot. I remember first get like when I really started charging what you really need to be charging. (laughs) Right. What's considered kind of high ticket, like a thousand or more for these packages and just feeling so out of my element and so terrified would people ever get results and all this stuff. And yeah, so much on my shoulders, so much pressure to like deliver everything and do it perfectly. And how I got through that was again, just doing it. Part of it was really showing up and just seeing, wow, okay, I've had this many clients now. People aren't asking for refunds. People seem to like it, like really starting to see, okay, when I keep showing up and I just do my best because that's the best any of us can ever do. Nothing terrible or catastrophic ever actually happens in the few, even if there's a time when a client's like, hey, could we shift something to help me work through this better? Or someone doesn't sign up on the sales call and we're beating ourselves up. Really like how I broke through that was just reminding myself there's billions of people (laughs) on the planet. Like our person is gonna come, our people will find us really our job is just to be ourselves and the more i just challenge myself to just like post on social media without thinking get on the coaching call and just share the first things that come to you when you're working with your clients if people work with their clients one-on-one or serve clients one-on-one just keep going one step at a time practicing trusting myself really connecting with my intuition and trusting what came things worked out the more i did it from ease and flow and trust the easier it got
0: that's amazing. Oh my God, I love that. I love the spiritual element to what you have as well, the connecting to your intuition, right? Because that's, again, one of the things that kind of block us. And I know that we're in this really interesting uh, point in time. And I don't know if you've heard this in in your world, that um, the era of the divine feminine is here. And so tapping into that. So a lot of things are shifting in, in this universe because of that. And it's like, how do we bring that into the business realms, right? Because I found this you know, through my experience, there's the spiritual realms, right? Which hate money and like that icky feeling about, (laughs) and then there's the business people who are extreme capitalists and, but yet they're deeply spiritual. So I'm like, here you have two groups of people that just like are polar opposites, but they're really the same. It's super interesting to see how those kind of counteract each other. And you just mentioned it in your story. You were like, you know, when I was feeling ooh, about what I was charging, you know, you started realizing the value and what you were doing. And I think that one of the things, um, the mindset shifts that a lot of people have when they break into that, like like how you did was, hey, you know, this is an energy exchange. When you think about money as an energy exchange, I think that shifts everything. So I would love to hear like your money mindset and how that kind of switched because, that's what I've heard from a lot of people in the spiritual community that like shifting into the business stuff. Cause like a lot of them that I speak to, they're like, Pam, we didn't know you were like this deeply spiritual and all that stuff with all that you do. But I'm like, yeah. I mean, like I heard Tony Robbins say this and it's, I've never forgotten it like in my life. And it made so much sense. It like everything clicked once I heard this, which is business is a spiritual game. Totally. Absolutely.
1: I love that so much. Yeah, he's got all the nuggets. Yay, Tony. <laughs> I don't
0: know, right? But like, it's so, it's so, so cool. So it's so cool to see how you broke through that in your business because that obviously shifted the way you started doing things and it changed everything in your life. So yeah, I would love to hear kind of like the mantras or anything that helped get you through and kind of breaking that block. Because I know that's been a big one yeah. for myself, to be honest.
1: Yes. So for the money piece, man, I mean, the thing that's coming to my mind first was, really coming from a place of empowerment. When we have this mindset of like I don't want to take anyone's money, we're really looking at our clients and community from a place of disempowerment, right? Well, they're struggling and and they they can't get more money and, you know, they're in the place of lack and scarcity. It's making a lot of assumptions and mind-reading and it's also putting them in a dis- disempowering position. So really like like you said, money is energy. Everything is literally energy. (laughs) Money is a tool, right? And there's like I believe in infinite abundance for all of us. And we get to create that and manifest that by learning how to stop getting in our own ways and right. And stop resisting. And someone once said this to me, I loved it so much. They said, what if actually abundance is the default, right? What if that is actually what is all around you and all your only job is just to lift away all the things that have been separating you from that. So I actually have a very spir- spiritual relationship with money now, Right. I don't really subscribe to the belief anymore of got to like hustle and work hard to make money. And I also don't believe that if someone has a lot of money, that then they are somehow bad and evil or like they've taken from other people. It feels so good to me when I give a coach $5,000. Okay. It is like a, it is. Me really backing my vision, my dream, and my desires in a really powerful way. I actually have found the more money I pay for a service, usually the more I get out of it. There is something that happens subconsciously for us, and yeah, I really love your analogy of of using of thinking of that as energy. And another piece of this for the imposter syndrome, the money mindset, all of that that really helped me break free was journaling through like starting to write, do these writing exercises and really get clear on like, what are my old fears and my old beliefs? How are those actually BS? Cause we know deep down they are, what actually would be a more helpful and empowering belief around people paying me, My clients, my community, whoever I'm serving, my own money, my life, like what do I want to believe? Who who do I want to be? And what would that version of me believe? And what's the evidence for that? Like there's evidence for literally anything we want to believe. There's evidence that the world is falling apart. And there's evidence that we
0: are in the most amazing transformative time in history. So what do we want to believe? Right. And going off of that, what you just mentioned. So the era of the divine feminine, you mentioned intuition earlier. So I was like, I gotta ask her this question. So (laughs) for someone who may be new to this like what would be your recommendation and like in terms of how do i say this and i'm trying to say these things in like english form without sounding too like super woo woo but tapping into your intuition (laughs) oh yeah okay keep practices and things that somebody you know because i feel like once you get in that flow like you were saying like when you started getting into flow everything was coming like effortlessly for you for your business and all the things but like imagine if we could all feel flow right what would that look like but how do you tap into flow, if you will. So I'd love to, yes. to hear your experience. On, on- Heck yes. Okay. People need to hear about this because
1: people keep asking me this question. I love this. This is the secret to everything. For me, I love the book. I'm just going to pitch this. I'm not affiliated with him at all, but Parallel Universes of Self by Frederick Dodson is freaking phenomenal for anyone into all of this spirituality manifestation, etc. cetera. That has been helpful. I'll just say that for me, how I connect with my intuition. It's really about getting quiet and still you've even like, we're recording this on zoom, right? So you can see my face and you see, I close my eyes a lot when I talk and it's like how I connect. So for me, often when I'm coaching or teaching or doing anything, talking in everyday conversation, sometimes the husband's like, hello, your eyes are closed. I'll like tune in and just drop in with my body. And just be still. First of all, just if I'm coming from a baseline of neutral, then it's easier to connect with my intuition. If I'm coming from like, oh, I'm busy and I'm frantic or I'm scared and I don't know what to do, it's gonna get all mucked up, right? So it's first just letting myself be quiet and still and at ease and regulating my nervous system so that I can connect. And then it's just, it could be as simple as asking myself, really asking my higher self, divine spirit source, whatever you use, just asking, What do you need me to know about this? Or what am I to do around this? Just some version of those questions. What's my next step? What do I need to see around this? And just whatever first comes, it often comes like in a flash or an image or just a sense or some words, nothing fancy as soon as it comes, just trust it. Trust the first thing that comes and just freaking do it.
0: I love that. I love that. And just really sitting still and all that stuff, because you know, what's hilarious is a lot of people are like, Pam, I don't have time to just sit there and cross my legs and sit in like a meditation room and just go um, I'm like that. You don't have to do all that. No, <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness. Like you said, you're like, just get yourself in a simple space, whether you've, even if it's just for like a few minutes or five minutes and just like, Silence. Close your eyes and do your thing. Exactly.
1: It could take thirty seconds, especially the more we practice, right? And really, it's it can take seconds or it could take hours. It could take however long it takes, depending on how long it takes us to stop resisting and just be and just let it come in. Like in, we want all the answers. We want all the clarity. We want to stop having overwhelm and like have a strategy. you Know how to do our life and what are all the answers and the keys. And the next step. It's like, will you just receive? Will you just slow down and pause long enough and trust what comes and then stop second guessing it and just do it?
0: Yes, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Samara, truly. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that tapping into your intuition just reminds me of like the divine feminine. So it's like, how can we kind of nurture that and break into that a little bit more? I mean, it's amazing. The world is waking up quite a bit and it's really, really cool to see. And just like, there's never been, a better time to start a business honestly now like with all the technology and capabilities that we have it's the greatest time in the world to really do that and you were able to kind of shift into your own business from a full-time position correct correct yeah. yeah
1: so i mean three years i spent on the fence waiting until i felt clear and confident and then i just freaking did it then within a year i quit my day
0: job of 14 years so anything's possible when we just go for it that's amazing and what were some of the hardest Parts of that journey, kind of going through that. I have a lot of people that ask me, "They're like, bam, I have a full time job. I don't know when it's time to transition because I really want to do this, but I, you know, I need the, You know, it's the financial security. You know, that yes, right. So, so how did you break past that?
1: Yeah, my goal, my intention was like, I have to save up six months of savings and have all my ducks in a row and do X, Y, and Z, and then I didn't do any of that. I did have, I did have some savings. I had a few months worth, give or take, but I think it's all relative to what people's comfort level is. For me, it was like, it just felt like I was done. Really it felt like I was done 7 years before that moment. So it was like ultra done with that job and it was it was really um like I I gave this uh this end date to my job. I'm going to give my 6 months notice and then I just kept shortening it and shortening it and shortening it and just being like no, I just something shifted in me mentally, emotionally and I think really it was like divine timing. It just felt right. It felt good to just go. But I wouldn't have allowed myself to really leave, leave and trust that unless I had put in my six months notice. So I think again, action, just doing it, just taking the step really helped. And yeah, we don't have to have everything perfectly mapped out. Strategies are great. We want to have some things in place so that we're not scrambling, but really I was just winging it and I just did it. It's just trusting having that faith.
0: That's amazing. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now in your career journey. So what was your day job prior to this?
1: Yeah. My day job prior to this was that one I mentioned, it was my operations manager role at the house cleaning company. So that was like, that was my from age 19 till whatever the heck age (laughs) 30 something. That was my 14 year career which was very in alignment with my childhood dreams. So I guess I got to fulfill that as well as like, I'm in an office and I help people and I take the phones and I schedule things. I did so much more than that. Operations management and managing a small company is so much more than that. But I got to have that, got to have that experience. And you're right. Yeah. Now I still get to work with people. I still manage the operations of my business. I'm I'm a solopreneur at this point. I have a, a part-time virtual assistant as of recently who's awesome. All that experience has helped so much.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. And who inspired you from a very young age? Who or what, I guess you'd say? from a young age? Oh
1: man. My first coach was my mama. She is a badass. She is a queen. She is really just, she's my best friend. I know on a soul level, we chose each other for this lifetime. We're like BFFs forever. And it was actually her company that I worked at for 14 years and grew it from, I don't know three, 500 K to a $1.7 million business. Um, And no, I didn't like have a business degree or know what the heck I was doing. I just kept showing up and doing my best and did what felt aligned. That's the secret to everything, right? Yeah. She was, she's been my number one. When I started doing coaching, I also fell in love with Marie Forleo. And there's been a lot of people like that who have been like my mentors or just people I followed, but yeah, Marie Forleo is G. I
0: admire her a lot. Oh, my goodness. I love that. I love that. Well, I love that you were in the family business, too. So for me, I worked for my parents' restaurant until I was like 18. And then I started my own, too, and just kind of exploded from there. Then real estate development and all the things. So it's just cool to see where the inspiration kind of stems from. And now, I mean, you focus on anxiety and transcendence, correct? Yeah. So I consider
1: myself an anxiety transcendence coach. Okay. So what that really means is like healing anxiety, overcoming anxiety, breaking free. What Since I was little, I had undiagnosed anxiety and OCD tendencies, did compulsions without realizing that's what I was doing, tons of reassurance seeking, tons. And again, this all comes back to, I think, to a lot of that imposter syndrome stuff, which just as a side note, I mean, how much is imposter syndrome and how much is women and people of color and marginalized communities don't have tons of examples of people making it. That's not their necessarily imposter syndrome. Like there's a societal piece to this too. I love how you keep talking about stepping into the divine feminine and and this whole new era and age that we're in, because yeah, a lot of this is, is shifting in a beautiful way in a messy, but it's happening kind of a way. And I don't even remember the question. So yeah, anxiety transcendence coach.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Getting into the core of what you do and kind of how you, Chose that? Uh, yeah. How you feel that feels specifically?
1: It was a really natural evolution. Someone once told me when I was starting my coaching business that your mess is your message. So I looked at the big messes or like things I'd overcome in my life and anxiety and relationship anxiety specifically was the biggest one. Self-doubt, second-guessing, fear, overwhelm, analysis, paralysis, all of that kind of thing. And so I started with relationship anxiety, which is really niche. And I still, like I said, attract a lot of those people and love serving them. So people who are worried, am I settling? Am I with the right partner? Or does my partner really love me? What if they leave me or cheat on me? Any form of anxiety like that, that is affecting our lives. And what I recently started doing was I launched Alignments Unleashed. So that's like a lifetime access forever program. And it's for all types of anxiety. I found, because what I found when I was working through my clients with relationship anxiety, helping them is like, they would get to a so much better place with that. They're like, yay, I'm not preoccupied about my relationship anymore, my engagement or my marriage or whatever well, now I'm really worried about what do I do with my life or how do I start my business or having stress at my day job or buying this house? Like it will find a new theme, right? It's not, It's not the content of our anxiety. Like the problem is never really the problem. It's the underlying patterns underneath. And so And I forget who is one of the many people who teaches this where I first heard about it. But really, I believe that everything comes from love or fear, right? On a vibrational energetic level, right? So we can either be coming from love or coming from fear and love means soul. It means trust. It means spirit. It means faith. It means that intuition, all of that. Fear is everything else. So I wanted to create a community and a space. That's what I've been focusing on lately around, yeah, in every single area of your life, what if you could have one space where you had something for everything, right? The imposter syndrome as you're starting your business, or getting through anxieties and fears and self-doubts as we're choosing a partner, or navigating the ups and downs of a relationship or marriage, or you know, health anxiety, body image, uh, social anxiety, all of that. And so it's really learning to step away from that and come back into our inner peace finding your inner calm, coming back to that neutral balance place within us because from there, then the fun stuff is possible. Then we can connect to soul and spirit. Then all of our answers come true or start revealing themselves in divine timing, right? That's where all the magic
0: happens. I absolutely love that. I love that. And now, so pretend I'm like one of your clients, right? So like, what's like the first thing? Well, without giving away like proprietary information, I guess, right? So, like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure a lot of people, have this question about like, how do you overcome anxiety? Right. And like, what would be some of your best practices and tips based on what you've worked on with your clients? Because I know a lot of people who suffer with it. And it's like, how do you help somebody navigate past that? Right. Because it could be super debilitating, especially like for me, I don't have it. So I don't understand it. Right. And so how can I help somebody else kind of see even through that or give them the proper advice without saying the wrong thing? You know what I mean? Like that's kind of One of the things that for me personally, and I'm sure that there's people listening to this who struggle with it either themselves or have a loved one who does. Unfortunately, it's just anxiety is way too common these days. So any tips that you have on that would be super, super appreciated.
1: For sure. Yeah, happy to share. And you're right, it's so common. There's like hundreds of millions of people now, I think with some form of anxiety or depression, et cetera. And so how I think about this, I mean, first of all, I never resonated with slapping a label on me of like I am an anxious person, I have a disorder. Now, if people resonate it, it helps them to get diagnosed with something so that they have like it's helpful to have a name to put on it like oh, all these thoughts and worries I'm having aren't just like my brain is crazy or there's something wrong with me. It's just anxiety, right? So for some people, it's really helpful to have that diagnosis. For me on a spiritual level, I just don't buy it. We're not like our soul isn't anxious. Like this isn't who we are. We're not born into the world. Even if we have some chemical imbalances or predisposition to anxiety, which is really common, it's not who we are. It doesn't define us. So really I, so much of this is just coming back to realizing Anxiety is really like our fight and flight res- fight or flight response. It's our body like adapting to our environment often because we're highly sensitive empaths or, you know, deep thinkers who are like soaking everything up like a sponge and absorbing this and don't have a way of recalibrating our own nervous systems, right? So just acknowledging, ah, our nervous, like when someone says they have anxiety, okay, they're they're learning how to master their nervous system regulation. That's really all that that means and that's okay. I think we also, we, whether, have some, whether someone has anxiety or not, we live in this world that really is very fear-based and lack-based and like should-based, like rules, and you gotta do it this way or else you're failing or you won't do it wrong or you'll piss someone off or whatever, right? And it's like, no, that is so crippling, especially for the overstimulated or anxious mind. And really fear is just, it's all a vibration. It's all energy, right? We're talking about energy. It's all energy. So we can, the beautiful thing is it's kind of a two-parter to answer your question. We can, if we notice that we've fallen into that energetic vibration of fear, we can choose to move and flow in the, into the energetic vibration of love anytime we want. Doesn't have to be hard, doesn't have to take a long time. It's just practice. So it's a two parter. It's one what are we doing to regulate our nervous system? first and foremost, you want to start there coming back to that zero point. Like I mentioned that middle ground, i feeling more calm and collected in our body. And there's a million things we can do. Like there's supplements. I love ashwagandha. I'm not like pitching that. I'm not giving medical advice. Who am I to do that? But like, I love that supplement, the extra strength version that they have on Amazon for like $10. I have seen it change people's lives just to start having something to help create a baseline. Um, like that's something we could do on the physical or nutritional level on the emotional level level? Do we have a technique or a practice for noticing when we're dysregulated and letting those emotions out? Right? So I talk a lot about the sofa technique, stop, observe, feel, accept like stopping, pausing, noticing, observing, identifying, naming the emotions we're feeling, feel it in our bodies, accept it, like go limp like a noodle, it's okay to feel this way, I love you so much, giving ourselves a lot of self-love around that, accepting it as if we'd chosen it, there's nothing wrong with feeling emotions, we all do, right? And then letting it go, right? Through acceptance, like breathing it out, letting that go in whatever way feels good. It could simply be taking some slow, deep breaths, For 30 seconds, there's so many things we can do on the mental level, kind of like those questions I asked earlier. Those are really powerful. What is the old belief? What's the evidence against that that I can find generally in the world or in my experience or anyone else's experience? What is the new belief? What is the evidence for that? And choosing that, like we just get to choose whatever we believe. And then our subconscious is like, okay, <laughs> memo taken, let's go. But we have
0: to start on the conscious level and, and making new choices. Right. Right. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I love that you have a method for that too. Sofa method. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, Awesome. And then that supplement that you mentioned earlier. That's pretty powerful stuff too, because a few weeks ago I was at a conference and there was this health guy who got up there and he was actually featured, he was a health clinician that was featured in Tony Robbins' new book, Life Force. And he talks about how there's, our DNA can literally showcase exactly what raw materials are missing from our bodies that cause specific types of diseases, which is absolutely insane because He was talking about he was in the life insurance industry for like decades, and he literally was an underwriter. So he was the guy that he would look at all your medical data and your DNA and all that, all the stuff, and basically pinpoint exactly when you were going to die based on what he saw. And obviously, that's the dark side of this. Right. And he would underwrite the policies according to what he saw. Right. And so he took that and he started noticing all these patterns and basically after he started noticing those patterns, he started realizing patterns and putting them together and realizing, oh my God, like this is the raw material that's missing that could help them do this. This is so now he's like changed his entire life and basically created a whole system around that, which is so insanely cool. Like, how interesting is that? And he mentioned for depression and anxiety that there was a specific type of gene that he would see and that basically there could be a raw material to supplement that as well, which is insane. I love it. Yeah,
1: it's so fascinating, right? And absolutely.
0: The things, I believe
1: that anything that we may be missing genetically, it's there. It's in our environment. A lot of times it's also natural or from food or from supplements or from vitamins. There's no shame in taking medication when people find that they actually need that. And there's always a way, right? And so, yeah, I love that story so much. Thank you for sharing that.
0: No, thank you for sharing yours too. I mean, I know that those tips are going to help so many people because again, like our world has become so interesting, (laughs) you know, like we have all of these different, like mental health has never been at its prime high, right? Like COVID really sparked that. And when people were really forced to introspect, right? By being home and forced to be home, I think that did a mix of two things. I think it woke them up for good. It also woke them up for bad where they realized like, Hey, I'm just not happy. Right. I, feel, I call COVID like the great awakening, because for the very first time, people were forced out of their element and forced yes. out of their pain And that did good and it did bad at the same time. Right. I mean, right. Like you said, love or fear, it's going to go either either which direction. Right. So this to address this mental health kind of crisis that's happening now, what you shared was super, super powerful. Thank you so much for that. And I just can't wait to see it just help people elevate, you know, kind of out of that, push them more into love rather than fear, you know, because what I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing beautiful things, but I'm also seeing hard things too. And the more that we share things like this and resources, the more people can be helped, which is incredible. And to battle that, right? So Exactly. That's super powerful. Oh my goodness. And I'm gonna ask you my favorite question because I love this question. What would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now?
1: Ooh, such a good question. My present day self, my older self would tell my younger self to let it be easy. We are the thing that is getting in our own way. If we don't have the money or the relationship or the business or the job or fill in the blank, the body house, whatever it is, just the inner happiness or peace, like let it be easy what if there were no shoulds? What if there were no rules? What if you just got to wake up and literally do whatever felt good to you and felt fun, even when you don't know how that's going to pay the bills and it makes no logical sense. If we just did whatever is calling to us in that moment, sometimes it will be obviously doing our responsibility. It doesn't mean we have to let all those go, but just let it be easy. Yeah. That would be my nugget of wisdom for my younger self for sure.
0: I love that. I love that. Now, Samara, what what are you up to in the next like six months? What's up in your world? I'm sure. You're yeah, things
1: happening. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes, so I talk a little about a little bit about Alignment Unleashed. That's my signature group program right now, and that's my joy. That is why I'm here on this planet is to do that. Relationship anxiety led me to that. I would never have thought that that's where I needed to go. And it's funny, in some ways, I did know that that's where I needed to go. I just stopped myself at first for a long time thinking, no, I have to, can't be spiritual, can't be woo. And uh, those were my old judgments, right? And so, what I have going on in the next six months is. Alignment Unleashed is kind of taking on a life of its own. I teach my signature align method, which is how we come back to that that baseline. I shared some example snippets of what that might look like, but coming back to that neutral, calm, peaceful place in ourselves. And then from there, we reconnect with soul. And so this month, our theme actually, at the time of this recording in September, this month, the theme is the soul-led CEO. So it's all for people who are aspiring or current entrepreneurs who are building a business, especially an online business, but really it works for literally any type of business or passion and want to let go of the fear and the imposter syndrome and the overwhelm, chasing all the shiny objects and all of that and really feel confident in themselves, know their next steps and have everything they need to have like the clients and the cash and the flow that they desire in their business. So that's our, we're doing weekly trainings on
0: that right now.
1: If people would love a free resource to kind of check out more of what I do. Am I allowed to share that? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm yeah. Just you, like, hey, you got to let everyone know where to find you and your awesomeness. So yeah, yes. that's- that.
1: yeah. So a great place to start is Samaralane.com forward slash calm C A L M. That's a free resource on the Calm and Confident mini course, how to like stop overthinking and trust ourselves and make decisions with confidence. So that's an amazing one. And I've had people just take that and already start getting help around their their business, their soul's work, all of that kind of stuff. We have other themes. It's really, again, it's like for every area of life. So some months the theme will be around business and all of that. And some months it's around relationships and love. It's just, it's. I think from an entrepreneurial standpoint, we want freedom. We want to be able to play, right? We want to be all of who we really are in our business, in our life's work. And this is allowing me to do that. It's not following all the rules that you have to niche down to one little thing. It's allowing this expansion and people who are meant to be there will be drawn to
0: it. Oh my goodness, I love that. That sounds like so much fun. alignment unleashed, yeah? Yes, yes. That's so cool. Oh my goodness. So drop that link one more time just for everyone, just in case they didn't get it the first time.
1: Yes, thank you. So samaralane.com
0: forward slash calm, C-A-L-M. My goodness, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Samara, for sharing that and just everything that you shared today. I'm so inspired by your journey and the work that you're doing that's elevating the world, the collective, if you will, and just like everything, everything. Thank you so much for being here today. I really, really appreciate you.
1: Oh my gosh, it is my super duper pleasure and honor. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: So that's it for today's episode of Underdog catch us next week, always dropping on Thursdays. And remember, if you're interested in real estate or want to learn how to create more money and magic in your life, check out meetwithpamela.com and let's chat. Sending you so, so much love.